Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Gene Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. Are you a student athlete, one that hopes to play a college sport? Are you concerned about scholarship opportunities or perhaps getting a high enough score on the standardized tests like the SAT so that you can accept that full ride? Well, I've got some great news. Jean Burke has authored a course, College Prep Genius, that's sure to help you. In her course, which you can complete from the comfort of your own home, Jean goes into a step-by-step process on how to ace the SAT and increase your score, even if you've already taken the test. Don't wait. College Prep Genius is here for you. Use the short code bit.ly forward slash college prep genius to learn more. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash college prep genius. Don't wait. Scholarships are out there, just waiting for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz, and I am going to introduce Jean Burke to you with College Prep Genius. Today, Jean is going to talk about 7th and 8th grade college checklists. And in the show notes today, you will also find two other podcasts Jean did on the topic, 9th and 10th grade checklists, as well as 11th and 12th grade. And you can find today's show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And Jean, before I give you the floor, um, I'm going to share with you a little bit of a testimonial here about my own child who took your in-person class, if that's okay. Uh, That'd be great. All right. Well, um, we have been involved with college prep for many, many years. Um, my kids did the back in the day when it was um, on DVD and it got mailed to your house. And then um, we had seen uh, Jean at conferences as well, um, but we had never taken an in-person class. So you were nearby and told me about an upcoming class. So uh, my son and I, he had like some big baseball tournament at the time, but we like drove up there on the day sat, uh, Friday and then had to drive back for opening, uh, you know, whatever that was for his baseball and then drove back part time on Saturday and then had to drive back from Tampa. So that was two hours um, each way. But it was so worth it because even though he had done the test prep um, on, you know, on the computer and um, had done stuff on the TV, when he saw you in person, he got really excited. And so I want to encourage all of you listening that if you have a student who, you know, it's not, nobody thinks, oh, it's so exciting. Let me go study for my test um, upcoming that's in the future. And especially today, as we talk about seventh and eighth grade, it seems like college is so far away. But um, if you have the opportunity to see Jean in person, um, or any of her teachers, please do. And at the end of this broadcast, Jean is going to share information with you about how you can join a live class or live online classes now, which is really exciting. So, Jean, go ahead and share with us your uh, seventh and eighth grade college checklist. All right. Thank you. I'm so excited uh, because one of the things that I love about uh, 
speaking at conferences is being able to share information with families and then the next year, the year after when they come and give me testimonials of score raising or full scholarships, it's, it's what I live for. But if I could tell you one thing that I hear more than anything is when people come up to me um, after a seminar or at my booth and they'll say, you know, I wish we would have started earlier. And I think that's the thing that if I can convey to people that you can't get time back. And if, if you're listening and you do have older students, you know, today we're talking about seventh and eighth grade. If you have, you know, beyond that, obviously there's still time. You're still going to be fine. There's, you know, I've seen unbelievable uh, testimonials of students, you know, doing well in a short amount of time. But if you can start early and you, you're in that, you have that age range right now, then don't, you know, don't let time go by because timing can be the killer of opportunities. And, and as your kids get older, they're going to get busier. They're going to take on more school, more homework. Maybe they'll, uh, you know, have a part-time job. Maybe they play sports or activities like church and clubs. And so you're, opportunities are going to start to decrease. And so think about this, you know, you would not start an athlete, you know, uh, you know, right before championship, learn how to play, you know, a certain sport, or, you know, you wouldn't learn how to play, uh, you know, a certain piece on the piano right before a concert, Uh, everything in life, whatever it is, it's learning, learning information and then practicing correctly. That's, that's how you excel at just about everything. And so, uh, you know, as we talk today about your younger kids, your seventh, your eighth graders, um, keep in mind that it's not like you're spending hours and hours and hours on preparing them for college. You're, you're just doing a little bit of things, you know, over a period of time, you know, inch by inch as a cinch uh, kind of thing. And I love the quote by Thomas Boone Pickens. He said, a fool with a plan beats a genius with no plan every time. And so as a veteran homeschooling mom myself, um, and no matter whether your kids are in uh, public, private, or they're homeschool, I think we can all understand that, uh, that we have an opportunity with our younger kids to, to, to gain an edge and you know, set our kids up for life. You know? I mean, it's noted right now that I think 70% of people uh, are in jobs they don't like, you know, often due to poor planning, which you know, leaves less opportunities you know, past high school graduation. So uh, this is why it's important if, if, you know, if you know this information, then, you know, you, you can do something with it. And, and I'll, I'll start with a quick story. Uh, you know, I get to hear a lot of people and, you know, come to me and tell me really cool things about, you know, their kids and how our program helped them. But one particular story, for example, was when I was in Ohio at the Cincinnati conference, uh, I don't know, six, three, four years ago, uh, and a lady came up to my booth, excuse me, and she said, hey, I heard you speak three years ago. At the time, I had a seventh and an eighth grader, and in your seminar, you talked about starting early, so she said that made total sense to me. I was so excited. I went home. I called all my friends who had similar age students and said, listen, you've got to start test prep right now. It's, it is the key if you want to get you know, money and, and all these different benefits. And she said, you know what? My friends all laughed at me. They said, that's ridiculous. There is no way we are going to put this on our radar at this point in time. And then she went on to say, here it is three years later, and both my kids have full rides to college. And my friends are all scrambling, and they're all... They, you know, stressed because they don't know what to do because they didn't do anything. And I say that story because um, 
you know, I, I think about even my own kids and, you know, much of what, much of what I learned, I didn't learn till my son was in ninth grade. Um, and even then I was still learning it over a, a, a couple year period, everything, because nobody had told me anything. Uh, but had I known, you know, with my own kids, I would have done so many things so differently, even though, you know, we end up getting, you know, full rides to college and you know, my, my son was off for free law school. My daughter was off for free grad school, all of that. That all happened. But, but knowing what I know now, this is why I tell everyone, you can start early. You can take the pressure off. You can lessen the anxiety and help your children gain test maturity just by starting early. And so today I want to kind of give you, <clears throat> excuse me, I have allergies. I want to give you an overview, you know, of what you can be doing right now if you have kids, uh, you know, in that, in that age range. And so, you know, one of the things too, I think, uh, as a parent of a middle school student, um, one thing to uh, get a jump start is to, you know, have your kids even visit colleges in middle school. And what's great about that, it, it's like your kids are shouting from the mountaintop, I am here and I am excited about, you know, college. The, the counselors at these colleges, they, they don't remember the 11th graders because everybody comes as 11th grader, but they remember the 7th graders and the 8th graders. And so if you can be proactive, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and you can visit schools prior to ever sending an application, they're going to remember your kids. So visiting them uh, really puts you on that radar for help to help your kids stand out. Now, the thing about it is, is we have to, as a parent, talk to our kids about college, um, even at an early age. Now, is everybody college bound? No. But this podcast is all about preparing your seventh and eighth graders. And I think it's always a good backup plan. Uh, sometimes kids don't know what they want to do in life. And as a matter of fact, you probably shouldn't know what you want to do in middle school because you'll probably change your mind several times. That's okay. But we want to prepare them as if they are going to go to college because kids will change their mind. And it's, it's a great fallback plan if they get out of high school and they decide, you know, I'm working at McDonald's and not cutting it here. You know, I think I want to go to college. So if we can prepare them already, then, you know, they can always come back later and do it. But <clears throat> the National Association for College Admission Counselors really emphasize that students start planning for college no later than middle school. And, and, and here's why. The reason is very simple. Our kids need a strong preparation in middle school to take to ultimately be able to take uh, high school classes that really ultimately a college is going to require. Uh, doing our homework now can make college affordable for our family, you know, even free, which is what I'm all about. And so there's so many options to cut college costs, scholarships, low interest loans, work study programs, you know, community college, all these different things. So it's really important that we are intentional uh, in, 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 in our research, you know, as our, you know, as our kids are earlier. Uh, college planning is important for families, you know, you know, as I said, whether they attend or not, because the process changes, even from four years ago. So uh, having kind of all that under your belt already is really going to get, give you a, a leg up. I think uh, a great thing that we could be having our kids do right now is just to be reading a whole lot. Uh, you know, this advice is important not only for kindergartners, but all the way through 12th grade, because the more they read, the stronger, of course, their verbal writing and critical thinking skills. And it, it, this goes, of course, beyond their homework, their normal reading, uh, but ultimately it will do, help them do well in school, on the SATs, ACTs, and all of that. So 
Uh, anytime you can improve your vocabulary and train your ear to recognize strong language is going to help no matter what you do in life. Now, as a parent, talking about college with our kids is going to really help them have an in, a big influence. You know, we did that with our kids. We tell them, we, you know, neither my husband nor myself finished college, but, uh, you know, we said we really think college is important. We really want, you know, they sort of knew that they were going to go to college. They were excited about it one day. Um, I, but I think we can help our kids envision their future, especially at a time when social anxieties and opportunities for middle schools kind of loom larger than life, you know, after high school. Uh, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't mean we're saying, I expect you to go to Harvard. That's not the talk we're talking about. We're talking about, uh, you know, just giving them a sense of what's out there and what's available to them. Uh, and, I, and I think that that's really going to kind of point them in, in, in the right direction. I think one of the things you can look into is a, it's a program called College Ed. Uh, it's now free, and it really kind of gives helps kids look at some college planning, some career explorations for the middle school kids, uh, and it really helps them build on sort of the over hundred year uh, program that the college the college board itself has experienced. And so, you know, it provides lessons, it has activities. It's, it's really designed to help students develop the skills to meet you know certain goals in their life. Um, topics are very organized around consistent themes of like, who am I? You know, where am I going? How do I get there? Um, and these lessons are all written by experienced counselors and even AP teachers. Uh, very flexible, uh, can be, be implemented in probably most schooling situations. So uh, it consists of different levels. And so I think as a part of efforts to help promote that college readiness, uh, it really helps uh, kind of hone in on study skills you know, self-monitoring, you know, knowledge uh, to college kind of thing. So uh, it, it, it's a rigorous program, but, you know, it can help, you know, your students, you know, no matter what school they end up going to. So college ed program. Um, and I think also, too, it's important that as a as parents, we are savvy about the cost of college. You know, I've got a lot of information. I've been working on a book for over three years about how to, you know, so many ways to go to college for free. Uh, but I think that the having that money talk with our kids in middle school, uh, really kind of says to our kids, hey, you know, here, here's where we are financially. You know, here's what we can do. Here's what we cannot do. Um, here's what your part is. You know, you know, your grades in themselves can be worth a lot of money just by having a good GPA, uh, you know, a good test score. So preparing them early to let them know their part. You know, as a parent, you know, we want to do what we can or what, you know, may not be able to do anything. Um, but the kids can really set them up, up for, you know, financial stability of, you know, getting their college paid for just by doing, you know, you know, simple things and making, you know, making school like their part-time job. This is your job right now to go in there, do well, excel, you know, get good grades, you know, you know work on your testing and all of that. So uh, very important. And then as also middle school kids should be, you know, looking ahead to high school, which is basically the launching pad to college, you know, seeing where our kids measure up, you know, and you know, adding, you know, even as homeschoolers, even adding in some AP courses uh, can really help. And we talked about that in our transcript seminar about AP, dual, and all of that. So you can probably find those, you know, on, on one of the podcasts. But these type of classes can really put our, you know, even our middle schoolers at an advantage when ultimately they apply for college. So, you know, in most cases, you know, anybody can take AP classes, you know, e even homeschoolers. And, and as I said, I outlined that in my transcript seminar. So as we're getting our kids to read, I think there's a really, there's a, uh, a 
hundred, I think it's called the hundred books that you need to read by before you graduate. And you can find that at greatschools.org. Uh, parents, you can also, there are um, websites online that you can actually go to and, you know, put in certain book titles in there just to make sure that the book that your child is reading is appropriate. You know, what, you know, what does it contain? So, you know, even though a hundred books may be great and a great list of classic books, you know, you, you as a parent certainly want to be proactive and make sure um, that it's appropriate for your age student. So you definitely want, you know, want to do that. But I think as our kids, you know, get involved in, you know, considering college as an option, you know, it helps them have that skin in the game. You know, they, they really can appreciate it. And then also as, you know, as a parent, you know, making sure the type of learning style your students, you know, uh, possess, whether it's the, like, as they call it, the VARC, you know, whether your child's a visual, an auditory learner, a reading, writing learner, or a kinesthetic learner. Um, and, and by knowing that, that's going to really help you to tailor, you know, their education, not only in middle school, even elementary school and, and, and beyond, because we really want them uh, to uh, excel. And, you know, again, everybody learns differently. If I, you know, someone asked me, if you had a school, how would you, you know, how would you run it? And I said, well, first thing I would do is I would test every student to find out what kind of learner they are, because I don't want to put a, an auditory learner student in a classroom with a very visual teacher. They're not going, they're going to struggle. They might even be labeled you know, as some sort of student who has issues and problems, when in real, reality, that's not how they learn. So um, as a parent, if you haven't done that yet, no matter what age your student is in, um, there's a lot of good programs out there just, you know, and, and, and tests that they could take. And then that helps you to tailor. That's one thing about homeschooling. You know, I had a, my, my son was very visual and my daughter was very kinesthetic. And, you know, he excelled at facts and math and my daughter looked at it and cried. And so, you know, that's the beauty of being able to be flexible and, you know, change the curriculum curriculum up per child so like they can all do well. So I really encourage you that right now in middle school, if, if you know, if you haven't done it already. Um, you know, early success in, in middle school really comes down to teaching our kids really good study habits, uh, you know, committing time to, you know, whatever they're doing and ma making it a priority. And, it's, you know, how early is too early to start preparing for college admissions? Well, the selective admissions process, uh, you know, in high school comes, you know, may even begin in freshman year for some students all the way to the senior year because grades really start counting on day one of the freshman year. So it's really important that in, in the middle school grades, you know, we help aim our students to set them up for success by helping them with good study habits. And a note-taking, very important. Now, we have a podcast. Uh, here on the um, uh, sh uh, the show that you can you can search uh, for how to take good notes, and it's also a good time too in middle school to help identify their interests. Um, yes, they'll they'll probably change a million times over, um, but that's okay. It's at least getting them directed. And the only way you're gonna know if it's something that you want to pursue is to start doing it. You know, I having focused interests you know, with applying for any college institutions is built on a well-rounded class made of, of, of specialists. So most students begin to identify, explore their interests, you know, somewhere in freshman or sophomore year. Uh, that could, you know, in college end up leading to, 
you know, a lot of extra money, extra time in college. But if we could start kind of getting them directed, doesn't mean they're going to know. Most people aren't going to know what they're going to do in college. Most people will change their major more than one time. That's okay. But I think as we help them look at some certain things, you know, in, in, in the middle school at grades, that's also going to help weed out some stuff that they really didn't necessarily want. Um, I often tell the story of my cousin, Eddie, who always wanted to be a doctor. He was a uh, person who just loved kids. He, had, he was oldest of several siblings and loved kids. So he's going to be a pediatrician. And so, you know, he went to college, he went to med school. He ended up doing his, you know, his interning and residency and all that. And he ended up coming to the conclusion that he, he liked kids, but he didn't like sick kids. And so ultimately he just became a family practitioner. Um, and so I think, you know, as a parent, you know, you might have a student who loves animals and really is set on being a veterinarian. Uh, and then, you know, they spend some summers at a, at a animal clinic and they may realize that they don't like sick animals, very different. And so that again, can kind of point them into a different direction. So we definitely want to our kids not to waste time, but we also want them to be out there exploring and really kind of uh, figuring out is this really, you know, the direction that we want to go to. And so I think that while they're still in middle school, they can take some very strategic classes that can, you know, again, help them. Uh, research shows that kids who take algebra by eighth grade and geometry by ninth grade are much more likely to go to college than those who don't. These math classes are required, obviously, to ultimately take more advanced classes in high school or even take more advanced science classes like chemistry and physics. So if you, could, if you have that ability, then, then you know, start implementing that in. Teach, you know, if, if the goal is for the students to be the top 20 of the class, obviously AP classes are going to have to be started in the freshman year. So that's, again, something uh, to, to consider. Sometimes students will chase this sort of stuff, even in seventh grade, by taking some of the advanced math. Now, again, we're not trying to make out, you know, super genius kids. We're just saying, hey, if we if we have that ability uh, to set them up for success now, uh, that's going to make a difference down the road. So keeping up the grades, you know, uh, laying that foundation for future study habits, focusing on the core subjects, reading, writing, arithmetic um, is really great. Now, this is something that I think is very key for our middle school students, seventh and eighth grade. Um, and that is to focus on foreign language skills. Uh, most competitive colleges want to see strength in a foreign language. So the earlier that your students start building those skills, the better. Also, the more years of a language you take, obviously the better and more proficient the student's going to become. So, you know, among countries, some of the country's most selective colleges, most are gonna say they require two or three years of language. But honestly, the reality is that the top applicants will have at least four years or more of some sort of foreign world language. So uh, keep that in mind while you're still in middle school and um, when it comes to you know, college admissions. So put that on your radar. And you know the thing is, uh, as far as the seventh and eighth grade language, you can count that one year of high school language. Because uh, anytime you do a high school class during the middle school years, that's, that's going to be considered an honors class and your kids can you know get credit for it. And, and so, uh, definitely want to put that on your radar. Now, here we are 
talking about Seventh Day Fairy, one of the things before the summer before ninth grade, so if you have an eighth fair right now or even next year, uh, really to help make the high school experience and for your students to gain that edge, you want to have them continue reading that great literature, those great classic books. Uh, make sure they have set up that College Board account. Now, they did change it to where you have to be 13. Uh, you can set up the ACT account, you know, uh, a little bit earlier age. Uh, any placement test that they need to take, they could take a lot, a lot of schools. Uh, if your kids are going to go to a school, they can take the CLT-8 or even the SSAT uh, for placement. So you want to have that summer working on that. Uh, one of the things, too, is you can find out any book lists that are going to be required for classes up in, in, in the freshman year. So, you know, look ahead of those if your kids are going to a, some, a school and you want to do that. And even, even if you're homeschooled, you know, give your kids that edge by saying, listen, in this class, we are going to be reading, you know, uh, this sort of practicum. This is sort of uh, the direction we're heading. So this will give you an edge if you will go ahead and get a start on that. And, and also, so like any kind of elective in high school that shows some kind of rigor, you know, a lot of times kids will take fun electives and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe, but then maybe it's just to kill time or just get credit for it. You know, monsters in literature, human anatomy, public speaking. So, you know, there's a lot of things that the kids can be doing that will help show that diversity. Uh, and again, definitely help ultimately help the resume. So one of the things that I've been a big, <coughs> One of the things I've been a big proponent in are talent searches. And most talent searches are very prevalent in the seventh grade year. Now, you can start your kids in, in, on talent searches in as early as fourth grade uh, by them taking like the PSAT 8-9 that can qualify them. Because when they get into the seventh grade year, they're going to have this huge opportunity. Because if you're already enrolled in seventh or fourth grade, uh, you're automatically um, qualified for the seventh grade one. Uh, now you have to still enroll, but you can still qualify. Uh, unfortunately, the, the, I've, I've spoken about the Duke Tip for years, uh, talent talent identification program, uh, but the pandemic has had them put that on hold. Maybe I don't know if that's indefinitely, uh, but you know you've got your Johns Hopkins and your Northwestern and your Stanford and your Rocky Mountain. But one of the things is that these talent searches for our younger middle school students really open up a lot of opportunities. Once you're qualified, which is not necessarily hard, it could be through the Iowa, the Stanford, uh, or through your test scores, but um, it opens up doors for all kinds of e-studies, uh, summer classes, certain academies. Uh, you can get your name in the paper. You can even be state recognized. They tend to have this big grand award ceremony that your students will get recognized. So it's very prestigious on the transcript. So ultimately down the road, when an admissions counselor looks at your student's transcripts, they can see that your student was uh, focused and mature at a young age. So you definitely want to check into those. So for example, like in seventh grade, uh, you know, you may only need a, an SAT math of 480 to qualify or reading 480 or above. The, um, again, this can be SATs or ACTs, it doesn't matter. They're just logic tests, we talked about that. And many of my podcasts on how these tests are beatable. Uh, test prep can help them really understand the questions and the skill set needed on how to very carefully and critically, you know, look at the questions. And then your eighth grader also, you know, again, can 
should be taking the SATs and ACTs for a talent search. Also, when your students are in eighth grade, you do not want to neglect the PSAT 8-9. Now, that is the uh, pre precursor to the real PSAT that's going to qualify them from lots of scholarship money in the junior year, October of junior year. So by taking the PSAT 8-9 now, that helps them get familiar with the test. It doesn't count. There's no pressure. Uh, it's, it's held at a school. So if your kids are homeschooled, uh, you'll have to just call around to see which schools are given it and when. Some, some of them will offer it in the fall. Some of them will offer it in the spring. Uh, so have them do that. The CLT-8, another one I do recommend. Go to cltexam.com and register your kids for that. It's online. It's digital. Uh, it's going to really help them because the PSAT is going to ultimately, be, at the end of 2023, will be uh, digital. So that will really help them now. Um, and of course, you know, if you kids are taking the CLT, whether it's the eight, the 10 or the regular, uh, use the code CPG25, CPG as in College Prep Genius 25, and that will give them 25% off um, on the test they take, no matter which one they take. Uh, they can also even take the Explore in eighth grade. That's the ACT's version of the PSAT. Now, um, again, in eighth grade, to, to qualify for a talent search, you know, once you're in there is, you know, you only need a minimum of either 620 math or 620 reading or above. And, you know, again, <coughs> excuse me, taking those CLT-8 uh, is going to, to be huge. Now, your kids can beat these tests. You know, the thing about, you know, ultimately they're going to have to take SATs and ACTs for college entrance as well as scholarship. So if they're doing a talent search, that's great. Uh, you're going to need to know how to take the test, but definitely, you know, getting the college and getting scholarship money is the big thing. So my big takeaway for junior high students, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, um, is to start the money talk early. Uh, middle school really helps the student understand your, your household dynamics. Now you don't have to tell them how much you make or how much you have in the bank, uh, but it's it's really preparing them for you know, hey, if I'm going to be college bound, this is where we are as a family. Here's my expectations of you. Uh, and, you know, and here's what we can do as a family. Or here's what we've saved or, or, or however you choose, you know, to share that with your students. Uh, middle school it really is a great time to, to lay that foundation. Because one of the things by preparing our, our college bound students in middle school, the, the, at this age, they tend to be very receptive to and very optimistic about the future. You know, they're, they're starting to make some critical decisions that will ultimately impact their higher education opportunities. You know, th since grades do start on first day of high school, they can know, if they know that in middle school, that's going to really help them to not think, you know, to take it more seriously. And, and again, you've got time on your side, which will help you pre prepare what kind of classes that you want to take in high school. And so, um, that's, this is why I think preparing is, is, is the key for, for everything. You know, take, as I said, foreign language, maybe even having your kids take a personal finance course. That, that also, you know, can, you know, point them in the direction for their own savings and their own, you know, financial literacy. Uh, looking into leadership programs, too. There, there, there are things like Project Lead the Way, Peer Leadership. Uh, Young Men's Service League, Best Buddies, DECA, 
uh, students standing strong. I mean, again, a great way to really point them in the direction of, you know, just kind of taking charge of, of their future. Now, I'm not saying put a lot of pressure on our kids. You know, we want our kids to be kids. We want them to do well. We want them to enjoy their life. But we also want to also have them pointed in the right direction in, in, in the things they choose. Um, students who tend to take the higher level courses, though, in those schools, but as I say, you can not only notate them as honors classes, uh, but that's also going to, you know, ultimately help their GPA uh, when it comes to, you know, preparing that, you know, doing test prep, you know, starting test prep in middle school, again, takes the pressure off when they're down, when they're in high school down the road. So, you know, I'm, I'm just a big believer in taking the stress off because I just hear so many sad stories of people um, who didn't start early and they're really struggling and they're really, you know, not in a financial situation where they can, you know, pay for college. And so uh, I think that's really important as a parent, uh, you know, starting this sort of portfolio in middle school. It, it's always harder to go back and backtrack. You know, once you get to high school and start, start the whole process, it's not impossible. Um, you can start doing it for sure. Um, but ideally don't delay, you know, uh, when it comes to really thinking, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going to prepare our kids as if they are going to college. We don't, we're not putting pressure on them. We're just saying we're not going to look back and go, oh, man, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. And so really going to help our students. So hopefully this has helped you. Just kind of an overall takeaway of if you have a seventh grade, eighth grader, uh, you know, you can start getting them familiar with testing right now. You can look into talent searches. We can have that money talk uh, of where we are, what our part is, what your part is, you know. Maybe you don't think you're going to go to college. That's okay. Uh, but let's go ahead and at least set some things up for success just in case you do. You know, we really encourage college, you know, if your family does. Um, and, uh, you know, all the things that we're doing aren't going to hurt if you don't end up going to college. Or if you get out of high school for a couple years and then you decide to go back, you know, you already have the foundation laid. So that's going to, you know, not help your family not to struggle in those areas and and also the goal of course is to get in the college and get scholarship money so you're a college prep genius we've been teaching kids you know how to beat the sat the act psat clt uh, for 17 years and we have lots of even sixth graders seventh graders eighth graders who do our program now again not every sixth grader or seventh grader is ready i, I by no means would i ever say that but what you can do is have your younger kids really take some critical thinking courses and some logic um, classes, puzzles, games, something that's really going to help them down the road uh, when they do start thinking about taking tests, whether it's for talent search or getting into college or definitely getting money. So you definitely want to incorporate any kind of uh, program that helps your kids think outside the box and really you know, get them to focus in on the, the the logic behind questions because whatever standardized test they openly take one day it, it's going to be written in a way that's going to test their thinking skills and so it's good to incorporate that into your school or after school or where you know wherever your kids are at but we're really excited uh, you know let me know where your kids are at and you know any questions that you may have i've got a book that's coming out it's been in editing for a long time because of, you know, we had some situations where my laptop was stolen. 
and I didn't have a lot of information backed up. And so, you know, we, it would have been at a point now where we could put it out there. It's going to be a membership book. We can go online and we're going to teach you basically a guide for college prep success from the beginning to the end, what you should be doing in every grade and, and um, you know, how to get the big money and how to go to college for free. The book is all about that. So uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted about that. You know, if you have questions, you know, check back in with us and we'll let you know where we're at. And we'll get that out soon because I really want to give people a guide. You don't have to spend 5000 or $10,000 uh, for one of those expensive college planning companies that will handhold you through filling out the FAFSA and writing an essay and filling out an application. Um, that's, that's what they do. And we're going to show you how to do all of that and all the inside secrets that I have learned in 17 years from so many different people and companies and counselors uh, and, and parents and all that's going to be there to really guide your students and you'll, you'll um, be equipped to get your kids there. So even starts early, even in middle school, what you should be doing. So very excited. So I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, you know, if you want to start your kids on test prep early, seventh grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, wherever you're at, uh, you know, we have three ways. We have an online e-course that's a self-paced. We have a lot of young students who do our program. And instead of going through each lesson in a week, they'll spend several weeks on one lesson and really get that down before they move on because you have more time uh, to do that. Or they'll focus on just the reading and get it down. And then they'll go on to the writing and work on it for months and then get it down. Uh, the beauty of starting early is you, you have that flexibility. So the e-course is very mom and dad friendly. It's a one-year access, uh, unlimited use. And you can uh, renew renew it after a year for a small fee. We also have virtual boot camps. If your kids want uh, a teacher to interact with them and ask questions in real time, uh, we started that back in 2020 when everything was shut down. And so we have those online. You can find more our, our schedule at collegeprepgenius.com. And then we have just last fall we started resuming our live in-person boot camps where we started to go and actually teach our program on how to beat the SAT and ACT uh, in um, an actual live setting with a teacher and people and sitting down and hearing you. And it's been great. We've got some coming up. Uh, it's slowly starting back up, but, but it's, but it's happening. So you look at our website to find if we are anywhere near you, wherever you're at, if you don't see us in a city or state near you, you can always host a class. That just requires a minimum of 10 students here in the continental U.S. and a place to teach. We, we walk you step by step on how to do that. Uh, we've been doing that for 17 years, and we have tons of testimonials from the hosts who share their experience of, of having the live class. And let us know if you're interested in that. You can either go to collegeprepgenius.com forward slash host and put your name and your uh, info in there, and we'll contact you. Um, or just email us info at collegeprepgenius.com or just give us a call 817-282-7737. We'd love to answer any questions you may have and uh, hopefully get your kids excited about thinking early uh, about being a college-bound student and how long can they go to college but hopefully go to free. That's what we're all about. So Thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate you listening. And everyone, y'all, here I am from Texas telling you, y'all have a great day. Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. 
you can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information and we'll see you soon.